So tune into this next episode with Zio. Zio is a good friend of mine from Tajikistan, and he left home around 17 years old at the urging of his mom to go study abroad, see the world. And through his travels, through studies, he has learned so much about the world, but also really about himself. Welcome to the Are We Home Yet podcast, where we talk to expats about what it's like living abroad, and they tell their stories, whether it's the struggles, the joys, falling in love, raising a family, managing a business in another country, and maybe still searching for that place they will one day call home. This is a place where you can listen, the guest and host will share, and maybe we'll all learn from these stories that we're all connected in what home means to each of us. I'm your host, Jalila Clark. Welcome to the show. All right, so thank you for returning to the Are We Home Yet podcast. Today we're talking with Zio. Hi, Zio. How are you? I'm hi, Jalila. I'm good. (laughs) you're so funny you're not high yeah (laughs) sorry you're so funny okay you're good okay got it got it it. very good (laughs) okay all right so this is not going to be one of my regular interviews during a zoom audio call zio and i are actually hanging out together in shanghai we are eating dumplings we're chatting and uh yeah so having a good time so if we're we're laughing a lot that's the reason why (laughs) yeah and while we having like podcasts and we're just waiting for our turkish tea yeah 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 okay so uh so i've already said you know we're both in shanghai so that's where you currently live how long have you lived in china in general in general i have lived in china uh, i think more than five years so i can say it's my sixth year Mm -hmm. so one year in beijing and three years in Nantong, it's in Jiangsu province, and uh, let's say a small city close by Shanghai. And it's my second year in Shanghai. So in general, more than five years. So we can say like six years. Okay. And so where did you live before China? And how long did you live there? Before China, I've lived in Turkey, Istanbul for two years. And before that, I've lived in Kyrgyzstan. Uh, I don't know, you guys, if you know Kyrgyzstan. <laughs> I didn't know Kyrgyzstan before I met you. Yeah, sorry to say, yeah, but I didn't. It's Central Asia. Okay. So, yeah, I've lived there two and a half years there mm. in Kyrgyzstan. And before that, I was in my home country, which is Tajikistan. Okay, <laughs> okay cool, cool, cool. Okay, and uh, so how long has it been since you've actually lived in your homeland? Because you named quite a few places that yeah. you've lived. So how long has it been since you've lived, you know... Abroad, back... you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. how long have you been living abroad, yeah? I think it's just, it's almost 10 years, because now wow. I'm 27, yeah. and I left home when I was 17. Wow, wow, yeah. so young, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, okay, so when, you know, you left home, like, what, what was your goal? What was your plan? Because 17, that's very young. I mean, I'm assuming college, but, like, you know, still, as, like, a, a teenager... What what was your hope and dream, wish, desire, like, oh, when you embarked on this adventure? <laughs> to be honest, I didn't have any dream, goals, and anything because I was lost that time. And I just graduated, like, high school, and I didn't know what to do. So as I already could speak, like, four languages, like Persian, mm-hmm. Russian, Turkish, and English. Wow. Uh, so my mom thought that it would be good if I study Chinese. Mm-hmm. She told me that like China is becoming you know big and huge and great country so and we also neighbors with China so the future is with China so mm-hmm. she told me that like I should study Chinese but my dad told me that I have to be doctor because doctors no matter oh, okay. it's war or whatever like you know yeah. you can always can find your breath you, you will be fine if you be doctor yeah but as my mom is doctor like she's nurse to be honest but like she's kind of doctor because she is still studying and making medicines like traditional medicines so she told me that like I'm very emotional and empathetic so mm-hmm. if I will be doctor I won't live long life mm-hmm. so I should study Chinese and I should you know travel around the world and I should really have a happy life so I said okay if my mom say that 
I want to live a long life if I really be doctor.、Mm-hmm. So that's how I choose. No, I mean I choose to study Chinese. So that's how、uh, I went abroad. So、uh, I was studying in Turkish high school, and our schools, you know, had connection with some international universities around the world. So my teachers found that. There is a Turkish international university in Kyrgyzstan, which is our neighbor. So they have the Chinese faculty, so I can go study there.、Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's how I, you know, I went for studies to Kyrgyzstan. I didn't have any hope. I did. My I didn't have anything. I I didn't have anything. A lot of things in my mind because I was seventeen and really didn't know who I am and what I yeah, want. Yeah, yeah. I'm twenty seven now and I'm still asking myself what I really want. You know. Yeah. Aren't we all? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. So, what is your definition of home? You've lived in quite a few places.、Mm-hmm. You've been away from your original homeland since you were really such a young, young individual. What's your definition of home? Wow, that's a great question, and it's a very deep questions which I never or have been asked before. It's really a good question. I like it. So I think home, for me, the definition of home, it's like the home must be somewhere that you feel safe,、mm-hmm. and you have some close people,、uh, some close friends who you can rely on. And when the place which you can enjoy the culture. You know anything that you want.、Mm-hmm. That's the definition of home for me.、Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. And so you know, living in China or really any of the countries that you lived in, you know, since your original homeland, do you feel you were able to create a sense of home here in China or or any of the other places? So first of all, I will talk about China, and then later I will answer about like other countries which I have、mm-hmm. lived. Uh, to be honest, it's very hard for me. Like the, I don't feel that I'm home here in China,、mm-hmm. and I think it's maybe it's because of me. Maybe it's because of the culture.、Mm-hmm. I don't know what the reason. Like I think that there are some reasons. So, for example, like even、uh, my major is Chinese language, and I understand the Chinese very well and understand the culture. But I think for me, it's very hard to be in a very close relationship with people here. In basic relationships,、uh, like I would tell that like Chinese people,、uh, they're really very welcoming. But if it comes to deep connections, personally, I couldn't, you know, really find people who I can be in a very deep relationships. In my culture, when we are becoming friends or we are becoming family, we make great connections and really deep connections, but which is very hard for me to find here in China. And people are very important for me.、Mm-hmm. So because of not having those, you know, deep connections with local people here,、um, that's why I don't feel that, you know, I don't feel that the home that I felt, let's say. Ten years or fifteen years ago, in my home country or in another country like Turkey, and it's also because of maybe the Chinese culture. I'm from Tajikistan, and Tajik people are Persian, so kind of Middle East and Central Asia. The culture is like totally different. Maybe that's why I don't feel home here. How about any of the other countries? Like,、uh, I can ever... say that, like, if we talk about Kyrgyzstan, so I don't know if you have any information about those countries, like Kyrgyzstan, Tajikistan. We were part of Soviet Unions before,、mm-hmm. so. But when you go to Kyrgyzstan, it's not that much difference in, especially in their big cities and capital. Most of people they speak Russian, so it's not very common to see the very very Kyrgyz culture. Uh, because most of people speak Russian, and I remember when I started speaking Kyrgyz language, so they would like feel like, oh. So anyway, why I'm telling this、uh, mm-hmm. in Kyrgyzstan, I also didn't feel very home because、uh, people in general,、uh, in my personal experience, they're a little bit cold.、Mm-hmm. But I felt home in Turkey.、Mm-hmm. I found the Turkish culture is like more. Warm, or let's say more close to my culture, because like Turkey is Middle East, so I felt like mostly home in Turkey, and I think it's because of the people and、mm-hmm. it's because of the culture,、mm-hmm. and maybe it's because of the similarity of the cultures and people and habits. So that's why I felt you know home in Turkey, and in future, I want to have a home there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
So the Turkey is uh, only the place till now that I felt home outside of my country. To be honest, I don't feel home now if I go back to my own home, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. like the original where I come from. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I understand. I understand. All right, so let's keep talking some more about home. Um, you know, again, because you, you've really lived in these countries, you know, and especially knowing the language in China and, you know, you mentioned um, some of the other countries as well. But, you know, I, I'd really just love for our audience to hear some more about some of the stuff that, you know, we've talked about in terms of like your feeling of home and why and why not. So, you know, just feel feel free to like expound upon it. Mm. Okay, so um, I just say that like I'm not feeling that home in China, but finally it's the second year that I... I'm trying to feel at home, like how, for example, before when I was in Beijing, uh, I didn't feel home there, Not it was not because of the country or local people, it was mostly because of me, I was not okay with me and my orientation, my sexual orientation, by the way, I'm gay, you know it, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> so maybe I think that Beijing, it's like, you know, there are a lot of people, different cultures, and mm -hmm. people come from different part of the world so I think the reason was me that I was not feeling home there if we talk about Nantong which is a small city according to China city is a small it has like seven million there but it's still considered as a small city mm -hmm. um, there was not much foreigners so and as I said I'm very into like Middle East culture and like different cultures and especially foreigners because I think that when foreigners are abroad so we understand each other like a little bit better and we can make mm -hmm. more deeper connections mm -hmm. uh, but there was not that much foreigners there in Nantong but when I moved to Shanghai when I after finishing my master degree so first of all I didn't uh, when I found a job uh, I didn't know Shanghai very well even if I was coming every month here so I uh, chose not to rent house like directly but i i just stay two months in a kind of hotel just to figure out where i really want to uh to leave to you know to have an apartment because like home is really important mm -hmm. as i just mentioned that i was not feeling that great in a small city so i really wanted to feel amazing mm -hmm. so that's how i did so I stayed here two months in Shanghai in a hotel and I tried to figure out where I really want to live and mm -hmm. I found that place. So mm -hmm. now the place which we are now, yeah. <laughs> it's the heart of Shanghai yeah. and every day when I go out I see different you know, restaurants, not only local restaurants and different kind of people. So I feel like here is more diverse, like the yeah. place which I live. Mm -hmm. And uh, the house which I choose and you know, you see here now how good it is. It just, mm -hmm. it just like really feels like home. It's not those like high buildings. It's yeah, an yeah. old uh, apartments, which in Shanghai we call it here in French concession. So it was built like 200 years ago. And uh, I have a really great connection with my neighbors here. We all know each other. Uh, so now I feel like, you know, more home here. Yeah. So I created, I tried my best to have a home. And I think in Shanghai, I feel like better than I, how I felt in Nantong or Beijing. Mm -hmm. And uh, because if I really wanted to have a home, so when I was moving to Shanghai, I really had a plan how I can make me, myself, you know, feel better, feel home. Mm -hmm. So I wrote down all the things and I made everything as I write. And that's how now I feel much better about it. Let's take a quick break. If you're enjoying the show, make sure you share, subscribe, download, rate, review the podcast, and join our community via Facebook and Instagram by typing in Are We Home Yet Podcast and Twitter by typing in Are We Home Yet Pod where we share resources, you can interact with our guest, and you have a chance to tell your story as a former, current, or future expat, and of course, be a part of our community. The social media links are also at the bottom of the page on the arewehomeyetpodcast.com website as well. Okay, now back to the show.
Okay. And so, you know, I know you've spoken to me about, um, you know, like language differences and other places here, you know, you're, you're very fluent mm -hmm. in Chinese, but I mean, did you feel that way in other countries? Like, Hey, I can really communicate and, you know, figure out what's going on. And, and, and do you think that was an issue of like, not have it, not feeling a sense of home. Oh, here, I think it's mostly maybe related to me that like, even if I speak fluently here, the language, but as I don't feel like, you know, connection to people and as in my mind, I said my mom that I won't stay here or it's very hard to stay, you know, in China as a foreigner or let's say, you know, one of the biggest, you know, the reason that for foreigners to feel home here in China, it's because even if you're married to a local person or if you are having kids, you know that this place won't become your home mm -hmm. because there's no any kind of uh, benefits in terms of like other countries, especially let's say US or England or Europe. If you go and work there for five years or for seven years, so after seven or eight years, you will have right to apply for residence permit. Mm -hmm. You can have green card and after let's say 10 years, you are able to have a passport. So when you get a passport or residence permit, I mean green card or passport, so you will feel your, yourself that like you are part of this country, part of this community, part of these people. But here in China, so that doesn't exist. So I think that's the thing that most of people, so they know that one day they should leave. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So when you know that the place which you are going living, it's not a stable place, it won't be stable. So it's hard to, you know, to feel home. Yeah. So I think that's a, one of the biggest reasons, the benefits of staying here. You can... You can earn great money here, but as I say, most of people, every time, even if they make money here, they come here, but they have that in their mind that, okay, one day I will leave, one day I will leave. But most of people, when they go to Europe or let's say to US, uh, they immigrate, they don't think about them. Most of times they want to stay there because, you know, and they know that they have right of staying there yeah. after working legally for seven or six, eight years. So there are some benefits, but here it's totally different. So that's the biggest reason. Mm -hmm. And the second thing, as I said, it's maybe because of me, I don't have even my major, like my bachelor and my master degrees in Chinese, but I tried sometimes even I pushed myself that like, Hey Zio, look, this is Chinese and China is a great country and you know, like they're everywhere now. So if you want really have a good life, you should learn it deeper. But I pushed myself, but it didn't come, you know, like I know I have HSK five. I got my HSK five, which means like kind of TOEFL, but like Chinese TOEFL. Uh -huh. What What's the highest level? It's six, okay. but I got my the level five uh, four years ago. So I think that I can get the sixth one. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't push myself to go deeper. Mm -hmm. It's just because of I don't feel connected to yeah. the, you know, culture. Like I'm interested what's going on, but sometimes not very much because it's too big. Like yeah. the country is too big. Yeah. And as I said, I don't have so much local friends. And they don't talk about, you know, because of not having friends. So I don't know what's going on in the country, you know, among like, local people's life, what's happening. I, I don't know about these old things. So that's why I think that was, that's another reason that, you know, makes me feel that it's hard to feel home here than some other countries. Yeah. 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 Okay. So you're quite learned in Chinese. Um, mm -hmm. so is your profession, your career related to Chinese, Chinese, um, studies, Chinese, you know, language, I can say it's related a little bit because I'm in China. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm an assistant uh, of principal in mm -hmm. a kindergarten mm -hmm. where we have like, you know, English speaking teachers and we have like local people who they can speak Chinese. Mm -hmm. So sometimes there are situations that I'm help like, but yeah, I think it's related to Chinese because I'm in China and mm -hmm. my bachelor and my master degree was in Chinese. So I use English and Chinese. Okay. Yeah. And so whichever next country that might be, um, will you continue to work in, you know, the field of uh, Chinese language or will you do something else? Oh, to be honest, I, I don't like I want 
totally start a new career like let's say mm -hmm. I, i want to do acting and performing mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, but of course i want to use my language skills because mm -hmm. uh, i have been learning not only chinese and turkish and english when i think for almost 10 years no 15 years ago i'm sorry when i was at high school so i started learning languages and i focused more in languages so that's why i definitely whatever next wherever next if if it's europe or usa or mm -hmm. England, so anywhere else. So I want to use my language skills to get some job. Mm -hmm. But what's my dream, of course, I want to become an actor. Mm -hmm. And I also before starting anything with acting, I want to first study for one or two years mm -hmm. and do my second master's degree in um, introduction to acting. Mm -hmm. There's this kind of courses, like one-year courses. So yeah, I think I would definitely want to use that To use my language skills like if Chinese or any other language uh, but that's not my dream job to use like fully Chinese and to work you know in an atmosphere that best everything is Chinese mm -hmm. that's not my dream job my dream mm -hmm. job is like as I said becoming an artist or mm -hmm. a performer actor I will use my language skills when I till I'm getting my dream job okay okay um so you know since you've lived in various places from you know the age of 17 until present you know you have quite a bit of experience of being an expat so what would you say are the struggles and joys of being an expat and yeah yeah so we'll start from there I don't remember about struggles now mm -hmm. because it has been 10 years. Mm -hmm. I feel like my my life has been always like this. I was always alarmed by myself living my life. Yeah. Of course, 10 years ago, it was not like this. But when you leave 10 years, you just forget about the struggles. Yeah. Uh, but still, let me just tell you what can be struggle. Uh, every time when I get sick, mm -hmm. uh, I just remember about, you know, that I'm not in my home country mm -hmm. because uh, it has been like there were some situations like twice that i was really sick and i couldn't wake up and the only <laughs> living thing that was next to me it was my cat who couldn't help me mm -hmm. and once i could fall down you know if i would fall down i think i don't know like you know something really bad could happen and no one could understand that something happened to me that's a struggle yeah. in abroad that Uh, you are you have close friends like mm -hmm. you can have close friends I have my close friends but because of living in a big city we all have you know having different lives and our lives so not always your friends can be by you or next to you so you can't always rely on them yeah mostly you are relying on yourself yeah. and you you are alone so you feel sometimes very lonely yeah that's one of the struggles especially if you're single mm -hmm. sometimes even with couples you might feel <laughs> lonely or mm -hmm. you know so that's one of the struggles not mm, having much people to rely on or to feel safe mm -hmm. uh, joys there are a lot of joys yeah, my god yeah. like meeting a lot of people there's a phrase in my language you know if i translate in english i don't know if it makes sense or not we say that when you live in your own country and when you have never traveled to any other countries traveling to be honest is not the same as living When you travel, you think that like, for example, let's say just if you were coming to China and traveling or let's any other country, you would say, oh my God, this country is amazing. But when you leave and when you start communicating and knowing local people, then you would definitely understand and you will have much better understanding of that country. So traveling and, you know, living is another thing. So well, let me come to the phrase. Mm -hmm. So we have an idiom or let's say phrase in my language, which says when you're living in your own country and where you have never lived in another country or traveled so you are like a small you are like a chick inside an egg you okay. think that the whole world is this just your yeah. egg which is your inside yeah. you think that's the best place and there's no any you know better place than what you have but when you go and start living in any other countries which is different from your own country so you will see that like oh The whole there is a whole word, you know. Mm -hmm. the The word is not just the the egg which I was inside. So you will understand a lot of like a lot of things. You when you start living abroad, 
for me, these are all joy, by the way. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you can mm -hmm. compare your country, you can compare your situation, you can understand how lucky you were. Sometimes, of course, you can understand how bad, you know, how mm -hmm. unlucky you were. But understanding and, you know, like what kind of life you have, what kind of life your country has, these are all for me, it's a joy. Because you know yourself better when you know yourself better so you become more happier more you know you will live more in peace so this all why i'm telling it's because of these are all joys of being abroad mm -hmm. and also i think one of the another thing that the biggest joy is like really uh meeting and having friends from really different part of the world you sometimes there's some countries i meet some people that i have never thought that there is a country like that you know and because of that person mm -hmm. so i'm opening up a totally different world for myself that's another joy of being abroad mm -hmm. there are quite a lot of joy in abroad yeah, <laughs> yeah i agree so speaking first about the joys you know when you were mentioning you know like a chicken and egg and and you think like that's your whole world so so that reminds me of a saying um from america where it's like oh a big fish in a small pond and it's like you know you think like wow yeah i'm the center of the universe and and we've had this conversation um like when we were eating some um xinjiang food i think oh it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah i remember and i was just saying like wow i didn't realize you know in america how ignorant i was about the world until I left and you know to think like you know I left and it was like a week after I turned 41 and it, to think like you know I didn't realize like how ignorant I was and I truly thought like I had kept you know um kept abreast of like current events and that you know I was informed and aware but I, I wasn't as much as I thought I was I wasn't it wasn't until like I went out into you know the real world well not the real world because I lived in the real world but like went went out beyond America to to China and I yeah I met when I was in Beijing and here in Shanghai met people from so many different countries mm. and I'm just like wow, wow. I didn't know that I yeah, didn't, I didn't know, know that <laughs> like really oh my goodness you know and then I started doing research and like she was like what what have I been doing all this time when I thought I I knew what was going on in the world like, yeah yeah and you can say that like every day oh my god oh I didn't know about it you can you yeah. can say this word every day because every day you are hearing something new you are like when as you said when you are like you don't know the thing and you start researching and this is all I think joy because yeah. you get information which you you know and you are excited about this new cultures and new peoples or new things that going you know in different parts of the world so yeah. i think that's another that's a really good joy of yeah being yeah about... it definitely is because you know it just makes me feel better to be you know informed and and aware and and to really to understand people from other places more you know instead of just say like oh yeah oh i saw that on the news yeah yeah i know what's going on yeah you know now yeah, i can be like okay yeah you know i've met people from you know turkey and Tajikistan, and i've met people you know from cameroon i've met people from ghana nigeria like i mean i'm i'm more i'm more aware of, of what's really going exactly, on yeah. it's not what's just going on in the world you yeah. won't trust what you just saw on the yeah. news you know like you would say like oh i think oh this might be true but this might not be because i know some people from those countries yeah and then um so then when it comes to like the struggles i know when you mentioned like sometimes you don't feel comfortable mm. you know like disclosing information maybe trusting people even though like you know there might be people who are friendly and want to be close and stuff like that and and i can understand that um you know and it does take a while because you're in a completely foreign, foreign place. place so it's not like you're at home where like you're already comfortable so you know when you meet someone it's like oh okay great like you live in the neighborhood or you work in the neighborhood or you know yeah we're already connected on social media you know here there's like no kind of like real connectors that you have with people you know like our neighborhoods are not really where we're from. You know what I mean? Like, you know, our social medias are not the same. So so it does take even longer to say like, okay, yeah, we're good friends, you know? Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, I understand that because I remember when I was in Beijing, like, um, so I had cut my finger um and then my finger got infected <laughs> oh my god oh my goodness and then um and and i needed to like have surgery on my finger because like it 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 the doctor was like oh my god this is an abscess and you know yeah we, we need to like cut into it and 
you know, oh drain it. And all, oh my God. I was I'm re sorry. really, you know, but really that was my own fault for being careless, honestly. And I didn't say anything to like, honestly, friend. friends. Yeah. And I told my employer, I said, oh, I have a doctor's appointment the next day because they were like, well, can you come back like right now? Uh, Cause I had just left the hospital. Like they'd given me like three hours worth of antibiotics prepping me for the surgery. And they were just waiting for the authorization. So then I went home and then as soon as I got home, I was only 30 minute drive away, but as soon as I got home, they were like, well, can you come right back? And I oh had just fallen asleep. And I said, well, can I come back in the morning? Because honestly, like, I just really, I, I don't know if it's the antibiotics, but I don't feel like 100% well. And they were like, no, 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 that's okay. And I probably shouldn't have been like lazy like that. I probably should have just immediately gone back. But anyway, yeah, so I had the surgery and then I went home in a taxi on like some serious pain medication. Oh my God, and, and you were alone. You were... Yeah, yeah, and I didn't say anything. And then the next day, then I brought it in and my and my hands all bandaged up. And, and you know, my employer was like, what, what happened? What, why didn't you say anything? Like I would have come and, and so did a friend of mine who we were pretty close before, you know, unfortunately she went home due to COVID. And she was like, you know, why didn't you say anything? And I said, you know, I don't know. I just felt like I didn't want to bother anyone. I didn't want to like... Oh, yeah, that's yeah. it. Because you know yeah. how the life in this big city is. So, you know, you don't want to bother sometimes your yeah, friends. Yeah, yeah, because it's like, you know, like, you know, you think, you know, you feel like you're friends. You think you, that you're friends, but it's like, you know, to like have to say to someone like, Hey, look, I'm going to go have surgery. Like, can you wait like an hour or so? You know, can you make sure I get home? Okay. Like I, yeah. And I know like saying this now afterwards sounds really ridiculous. Cause it's like what person who is really your friend, you know, who you've spent mm. time with wouldn't just say like, of course, you know, it's yeah. not like you're asking for someone to like wipe your bottom, you know, when <laughs> yeah. you go to the bathroom, you're saying like, Hey, l just please make sure like I get home. Okay. And you know, later on when I thought about it, I did think like, you know, I could have said something. I could have like relied on people, but, but it's, it's not easy. It takes yeah. time. You just came yeah. to Beijing and yeah. you know, it takes time to trust and to, you know, yeah. just as you said, you think that you're friend, but you're not sure. So yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Cause it was, let me see, September, October, November. Yeah. It was like two months later on. I mean, I did think like, you know, Hey, if I really need help again, I, I really should say something to someone because, you know, again, I mean, you know, we, we are really here alone. I mean, you know, if you're single, like you're here alone. Yeah. So it's like, you know, God forbid something happens to you. It's <laughs> someone <laughs> at least will be able to like talk to someone where you're originally from, from. from and be able to say like. To find your latest. <laughs> we'll be like. Family. Yeah, we'll be like, hey, look, you know, they're here. They need help or, you know, what what medical information can you provide or mm. something, something to be able to say like, okay, you know, that's okay. Like, you know, we got you. So, you know, you were so young again when you left home and, you know, young, attractive out in the big wide world. So <laughs> what, what, what was dating like? What has dating been like? Oh my God. Dating life. So now I'm 27 and mm. I can tell that I accept myself as a, my sexual orientation. I mean, I'm gay, as I mm. said. So I have been dating people for four years. So I had one ex and recently I, I, <laughs> I'm having now the second ex. <laughs> yeah. So the dating among gay guys, I just, I don't know, sometimes I think it's different in other countries, you know, as some other gay people talks mm. about dating lives in other countries, I feel that it's the same everywhere. Yeah. So, you know, first I tried, like when I just was dating people, so after two meetings or three meetings, you know, datings, I was like, oh, I think I like this person. Look, or after the, after just one or two months, I would say, mm -hmm. oh, I want to be with this person. But after understanding and, you know, just exploring a lot of people and, you know, dating apps. So now dating app, I mean, dating life is like, I take it very easy. Mm -hmm. So whenever I want something sexual, to be honest, I come from a background that always, you need to have a family, you need to have a partner, you need, you need to have kids. 
But after dating people and understanding my word, I mean, gay word, I just realized that I should, you know, I should take care of myself. I should take care of my health, mental health, you know, physically I should be okay. And I should have like my job always. And I should have a place to stay. Mm -hmm. And I always say to my friends who like, no matter they're like, you know, gay or not, like, you know, mm -hmm. mostly I say to my friends, girlfriends. Mm -hmm. So I told, I tell to them that like, be okay. Don't think too much about, you know, having partner or like family, family. If you're just having a job, if firstly, if you're mentally okay, mentally healthy, physically healthy, and if you're your job, men comes, men goes. Mm -hmm. That's what made, you know, that's my experience in dating that I just made myself that like, uh, we all want to have partner. We all want to have someone, you know, who loves us or who we want, we love the person back and we all want to have family you mm -hmm. know because we are all part of someone's family like my our mom or dad so but uh, nowadays i think the world changed and people they don't want you know family that quick as mm -hmm. before they were mm -hmm. like for example people were just meeting and after one i don't know after two or three months they just say okay okay i want you and you want me back so let's mm -hmm. marry let's have a family but now that the world changed people expectations changed and uh we don't have that we are not that patient you know mm -hmm. to other people mm -hmm. <laughs> so i don't know there are a lot of reasons that it's hard to have a family mm -hmm. uh to have a boyfriend to have mm -hmm. a girlfriend mm -hmm. so for me just having girlfriend or boyfriend it's just having a family mm -hmm. so that's why i think nowadays it's just different so just for my mental health mm, i'm trying talking to myself that like zio i know you want to have a family mm -hmm. it's not only you want every single person of the world he or she wants to be loved mm -hmm. and to love someone but this not always happens so Take it easy. If it happens, it happens. If it not happens, you know, if it don't happens, it's just, this is a life. You, you will not be the only person who will be single, you know, or die single. It's fine. I would even, sometimes I prepare, I just, you know, imagine myself that like when I'm old, I might be single and I might, when I'm dying, I might die alone, which is mm -hmm. totally fine. Mm -hmm. So I talk to myself like that. That okay. you might have family, you might not have. So whatever it is, the most important, you must be healthy, mentally and physically. And you must have something, income. You must have a place to stay. That's the basic things and that's the things that you must have. Mm -hmm. Boyfriend or husband, this is not a big issue. So, and also, you know, because of this is hard. I mean, having a partner like boyfriend or husband and having family. So what I do instead, I value my friends the people who i really feel that i can have like really long connection with them so i build my relationship with them so i try to have more deeper relation with them because like friendship you know i mean you also sometimes broke up with your friends but most of times when you broke up with a partner with a husband not all partners or boyfriends they want to keep in touch and you know so it's like after 10 years of being together, if you don't want to see each other for entire of life, that's a huge loss. Mm -hmm. That's a huge loss, right? Mm -hmm. But that's why like, I think that for me, I really value my friends because like with your friends, you know, most of times you can be, you know, till the end of your life. So no matter boyfriend or dating these things, I don't take it now that much you know serious so mm -hmm. if it happens it happens so when i when i'm horny when i want to have sex i just you know open the apps one of the apps which gave me a blues grinder mm -hmm. i don't want to even like you know know the name of the person i don't care mm -hmm. like if i'm horny mm -hmm. if i just believe that if something happens it happens after sex mm -hmm. like if the sex is good and if the person likes me and if i like and most of times i really say like you know after having sex i'm like oh okay i like you I want to try something with you. If something happens, it happens. If something not, you know, it's okay not to happen anything after great sex or whatever. Mm -hmm. So anyway, dating is totally different or having a family or partner than past, but it's not the end of work. Yeah. We can be, I think, single and still be happy. 
Okay, so then, you know, not to get too much in your business for the sake of the audience, just to really find out. Oh, you can go. No worries. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so, okay. So, as an expat in the countries abroad, you know, do you feel like you were able to be, you know, um, um, so like, you know, open and happy, you know, living your life being gay open mm. yeah so okay. do you feel like there were ever any issues with that or do you feel it like you know as an expat living abroad it was easy comfortable to be your yourself with no with no no issues no no repercussions or anything like that oh okay mm. so I will answer about my personal experience as an expat in Shanghai yeah, yeah, yeah. so if you talk about Nantong it's a total so it will be a different experience, mm -hmm. you know. So I come from a Tajikistan, which being gay is totally, you know, it's the worst things of the world mm -hmm. there for the for people who lives there. Yeah. So I can't be open there. Mm -hmm. Like it's really very dangerous. Mm -hmm. But in Shanghai, as an expat, uh, if you're just doing your thing or like you're living your gay life, no one cares about it. Like yeah. for example, I like to dress up, and I've seen people, you know, men dressing up and make. You know, having makeups and mm -hmm. drugs, this all like just going and taking metro. Yeah. No one cares about you. Yeah. Uh, I never faced any issue here, mm -hmm. but I just want to say that that's my personal experience. Yeah. This doesn't mean that uh, local people, local LGBT community, having a great life here. Yeah. yeah. So I don't. Want and you to... you mentioned drags, and so like drag drag mm -hmm. queens drag kings and you know there there's quite a community for that here in shanghai i've noticed oh, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah definitely they're like there are gay bars you know there are drag queen shows like mm -hmm. but as i i just don't want people audience you know they, to misunderstand that mm -hmm. that's my uh, personal experience as mm -hmm. an expert here mm -hmm. so local people have totally different kind of lives mm -hmm. for example let's say just if you're a gay activist here mm -hmm. so the life uh, is not the same as when you are just an expat who you just care about your gay life and that's all. Mm -hmm. Because I have an, a local gay activist friend, mm -hmm. you know, mm, I hope you will post this podcast after we both live in China. <laughs> <laughs> because like I have, you know, he's my close friend and I know that he had some issues because he's trying to fight for something. He's trying okay. to change something, you know, yeah. he's a gay activist. So okay. he has some issues for himself, but yeah. I don't want to go some deep. That's okay. That's okay. I just mentioned that because when, for example, you like, let's say people are, you know, hearing this, our podcast, like from abroad if i don't mention this so mm. they might misunderstand it. oh everything is great there. yeah 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 so yeah, yeah. that's yeah. why i'm just mentioned many times in line that it's my personal experience as an expert yeah but for local yeah. people for especially people who are activists or for even for normal like for people who are their family are very traditional i know a lot of people here in local people who are married mm -hmm. they are like they have wives you know but they play they play just outside of their marriage with other people and when you ask why you are married then they just be married to a woman we should mm -hmm. have a kiss it's because our parents once mm -hmm. so the life is totally different for local people yeah yeah and especially I'm glad... different cities but yeah. um and I'm glad that you mentioned that because, you know, in various places, the life can be different for an expat compared to a local. So it's not just here in Shanghai and other, you know, many other places yeah. as well. You know, like an expat might make more money, Definitely. you know, than for, for the same type of profession um, than a local, you know, for, for various reasons, you know, because, you know, say like, I mean, the specialization is needed or, you know, the taxes that that you know, expats might have to pay or like the, the companies that they work for, um, you know, they might be allowed to like, you know, kind of like skirt things a little bit more because, you know, it's understood that, well, hey, you're not here long or you don't necessarily know the rules. So like, you know, we'll, we'll let you go on, on a warning or whatever it is that might happen. I mean, obviously, like, you know, I'm not saying that like anyone's, <laughs> you know, committing any crime or anything like that, um, obviously, but, you know, 
things might be a little bit different for an expat than for a local. So I'm glad that you did say that. Um, okay, so then let me leave off on like a final question. Okay. So do you plan to return to your homeland at some point? Or, you know, is your hope just to continue to live abroad? I mean, since you've been doing it for a decade now, will that just continue? Yeah, I want to go back to my home country just for a short time because, mm -hmm. you know, I haven't seen my family for four, for last four years yet. I haven't seen them. But definitely, I we're talking about home. The home mm -hmm. which was my home is mm -hmm. not my home anymore. Mm -hmm. So I need to find a new home yeah. because uh, I'm not the person, I'm not the teenager and the guy who is 17 yeah i'm told a different person after seeing something you know different about the world so i definitely want to go back to leave for a short period and then definitely move to another country because i can't live anymore in my home country yeah, yeah. my ex home country i call it now ex because you know after your mind changed your thought changed about the life and the, you know the expectations of what expectation of life so you're becoming a totally different person so the yeah. home which was home it's just you know becoming something that you don't feel anymore yeah so i'm in my journey of finding another home that's yeah. my struggle now yeah. <laughs> i'm living in china in shanghai and as i told you i tried and i feel kind of home like half home here but I say I can't stay here and I know that there's no way to become a, you know, to get a residence permit of here. Mm -hmm. I mean, no residence permit, you can get it. I mean, passport, you can be, you can have the same right as local people here. So that's why I'm in my journey of finding uh, another home, which will mm -hmm. be able, which will be home for me for like, you know, for my entire of my life. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, you know, oh gosh, you know, it's, it's, it's fascinating how much, um, that resonates with me that being a different person, because, you know, even though you would think that like someone like myself in their forties is like, okay, well, you know, well, you've lived this life in America, like, you know, like who you are is, is set, is, is done. Mm. Um, you know, that like how much, how much more could you change? But I mean, just from living in China, it's like, I just feel like so so much has changed like so much of my my thinking my understanding my questioning my my curiosity has you changed you know you are so curious i wish <laughs> i will be in your age you know like i really yeah. every time when i see you, how much things you do this podcast and how much busy you are how much <laughs> questions you have and i'm like oh my god i want to i hope i will have the same energy <laughs> yeah after 10 years <laughs> Um, but like, for instance, like, you know, the other day I was talking to my mom and I was saying, oh, well, you know, I think like my next country will be, you know, um, somewhere else. And she's like, your next country, you're not coming back to America. And I'm like, no, I don't think so. I think I'll just keep going and, and you know, like being an expat. And she's like, no joke. She said, what did America do to you? Well, you know, oh, you know. <laughs> Let's remember the the, yeah, the phrase you just say because, like, your mom's situation, it's the same. The fish and the pond. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it's and it's like nothing. I mean, I honestly do tell people, believe it or not. Um, yes, I did love living in America. I truly did. I mean, that's why it probably took me so long to actually leave. Um, and, and I didn't expect to really like love being abroad, you know, despite any struggles, I didn't expect to like have such profound joys abroad, um, to where I would say, you know what, I, I need to keep going. But, um, yeah, I mean, you, I feel like you are transformed living abroad, being an expat and, you know, it's, it's very difficult to go back. You know, there was, there have been people have told me, oh yeah, you know, when they finally gone back home, it's been culture shock. Oh, definitely. Yeah. 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 So it's like, you know, it's, it's just, yeah, I, I, I just, I want to keep going. Yeah. want to keep going. Yeah. I just wish for, you know, future generation that, you know, they won't have these old passports and busy situations and the borders. Mm -hmm. Because as you say, like when you, after like 10 years or now, I don't know how many years you have been living abroad. Mm -hmm. Like when you call America, your, I mean, you were calling your America your home. Maybe yeah. you're still calling home, you know. Mm -hmm. When you go back, there's a culture shock, yeah, you know. Yeah. 
So I just wish that the things become much more easier for the yeah. new generation that whenever they feel like home or not home, whenever they want to move somewhere, I just want them to, you know, not to go through these all visa situations and passports mm -hmm. and the borders for future generation. I just want them to feel much better and greater than us mm -hmm. without thinking, you know, mm -hmm. where to go, where is home, where mm -hmm. is not. So just, you know, I want this thing not to become you know, an issue or become more easier. That's all my wish for future generation. I hope I will live a long life and I will feel that myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, speaking of that, I feel like, you know, because, like, we've all been in the same situation worldwide in terms of COVID, knowing about people um, getting sick, like, worrying about, you know, what what the state of the world is like, going to be like, um, how things have really kind of ground to a halt or really slowed down. And, you know, we're all kind of like evaluating, well, okay, what, what, what's happening? What's going to happen? What, you know, how will things change? Exactly. How have things changed? Um, yeah, I mean, it really would be nice if like there, there is more of a, cross you know cultural connection Definitely. more more cultural exchange i mean you know i i'm sounding <laughs> i'm sounding i don't know my mom likes to say you know sometimes you're quite naive jalila um <laughs> <laughs> really because like sometimes i start to feel so hopeful like about oh, same like yeah. me too so, so, i talk about yeah. all shit what's going around <laughs> and then i will in the end i was like oh i have these days these, these. Yeah. and i'm like yeah oh, god do you look at, but like, I think it's good to talk about sheet and have that hope, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so we're going to leave it on a note of hope. We're hopeful. Yeah. We're very hopeful. We are, we are very hopeful. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I'll leave it there. And so everyone listening, I hope you really enjoyed this episode. I really enjoyed it as well because I always enjoy hanging out with Zio and us chatting and eating and drinking tea and uh, having a really good time and becoming really good friends. So I hope you enjoyed it as well. And if you enjoyed it, please continue to tune in to the Are We Home Yet podcast, a podcast for current expats to talk about what it's like living abroad, the struggles, the joys. Um, and this is also a podcast for future expats to gain insight, inspiration, information into living abroad. Um, so for everyone listening, please make sure you're subscribing. Please leave me wonderful reviews and please keep listening and let's keep hoping. All right. So everyone have a great day and uh, you as well, Zio. Bye. Bye. So coming up is an interview with Elif. Elif is an engineer from Turkey. And although friends suggested that she try to make a home in Europe, she has found her home in China and has been really enjoying her experience here. I hope you enjoyed the show. Remember to hit subscribe and to stay updated, head over to arewehomeyetpodcast.com. I'm Jalila Clark. See you next time.